Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jet McEnroy, joined by Stephen Walsh. Hello. A.K.A. Steve Walsh. Just because anyone's confused, I think you've been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, joined by a regular guest now, Owen Pomery. Hello. Today we're talking about Stockwell, a.k.a. Little Portugal, and uh, Owen, who was a borough-based illustrator. This is true. Now uh, made the move to Stockwell. Rent, prompted by rents, was it? It was more um, temperature-based, to be honest. It was absolutely ah. freezing, that place. And we got through the winter, and then we sort of made a note that we had to leave <laughs> by the next winter came around. <laughs> it's a real shame, I really like that place. Yeah. I mean, obviously like Borough. Um, right on the high street and that. But uh, no, we had, we had to move, because we would have free, like, freezed. Yeah. How did you feel about Stockwell? How was it um, treated? Well, we moved in um, at the beginning of winter. It's not the best time to see anyway, so we haven't really been out and about and... It's, I mean, the benefits of it are space and warmth, but um, it feels quite different. It feels quite, even though it's not far out, it feels quite suburban already. You know, mm. it's sort of there's, it's very quiet. It's trees and stuff. There's a quiet road, isn't it? You go quite far off the main road, didn't you? I don't want to tell people where you live exactly. I've narrowed <laughs> no. it down a bit. <laughs> Could be any direction, but it is off the main road. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess some people see that as a plus. But I liked living on a high street I liked sort of stepping out the door onto the street you sort of automatically feel like you're part of part of something and you know Barra's good isn't it? that's your muse isn't it the street the city the hustle the bustle exactly yeah the yeah. flanner of it is yeah as is my life <laughs> but you're well located you were talking earlier about it you know in terms of transport and you know you, yeah. it's well connected I've certainly yeah, sold it to myself. Yeah. Um, in that you're on the Victoria Line and the Northern and Line. And the Northern Line. Yeah. And yeah. the Overground. And the Overground in terms of, you've got Wandsworth Road just around the corner. And Clapham, the Clapham's. Mm. <laughs> um, there's an Overground station down there as well. So Within a walk of Brixton as well, which has got, you know, all, yeah. the, sh- all the shops. Yeah, exactly. And the cinema. Just there the other day, TK Maxx. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of sportswear, though, in that branch. So if you want to see Owen's work, uh, go to owenpomery.com. Follow him on Twitter, ODPomery. Yeah, you've got a new piece on your site, Silent Treatment, which is great, man. I really enjoyed that. You like that? Yeah, I thought it was brilliant, man. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Four-page... Uh, what was it? It was for a competition, yeah? Yeah, it was for the Observer Short Graphic Fiction Prize. Um, but, yeah, I just put it out for everyone to enjoy. Because you didn't win. I didn't win, no. Despite them, I'm going to show people anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's see what the public thinks. Have you seen it, Steve? I have seen it. I thought it was a a particularly strong piece. And I actually went to uh, the Observer comic there. And left abusive comments. And well, I was looking over. Compared to Owen Pomery. Yeah, I was looking over it. And um, yeah, I I don't want to sort of dismiss things that did win in place, but. I thought Owen's piece was as strong as anything. Well, that's nice you to say. No, wait, it was. <laughs> I felt a little bit down off the back of that competition because, like, in the, the write-up on it in the Observer was quite sort of damning. It sort of said, in a year when it was particularly weak entries, namely, um, <laughs> yeah, it said that. And I sort of thought, oh, like, even in a year when there's weak entries, I'm struggling to get a mention. But also, that's a crazy <laughs> thing to put yeah, up, isn't it? It's a bit harsh. Yeah. 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 No, I'm sure that our uh, ownpomery.com, our uh, listeners will think differently. Man. Yeah, it's exactly, great. Yeah. Let, the, let the people decide. I think you can get an e-petition, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's the least people can do. Um, we, uh, try and get a recount. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> ideally. And many people would have seen your national theatre. Uh, I don't plug individual pictures, but it's great. Really it's great. the most uh, recent stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, it's been very popular, actually. And obviously, that's yeah, gorgeous, an icon of... South London as well. Yeah, Big fan of that. So, at school on uh, I think Thursday, um, I was doing some dinner duty. Right, you uh, you get a free school dinner if you do twenty minutes duty. And I don't normally bother, but uh, do you not get free school dinner anyway? Nah, you have to like work for it. Otherwise, you can pay two pounds twenty. Yeah, but you work there. Isn't that not enough? No, they have to pay for it though. You know okay. what I mean? They don't want it if everyone Subsidized. had a free school dinner. Right, okay. You're yeah. getting a good meal for two. Oh, you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, but you have to kind of. I don't normally bother, like I normally, because I go in so early for my lunch. It's not really anyone who would notice. But you know, it's just come up lately about people paying. 
So anyway, so I was walking around and this kid puts his hand up and says, uh, he squeezed my drink out. And I go over there, like the kid's like five, and uh, he's got a carton of drink and there's like a little pool of orange juice next to it, like, you know, by the straw. Yeah. And so I say to the other kid, uh, did you do that? Did you squeeze his drink out? He goes, no. So there's a whole table of kids. I go, Who's, who did that? I was like, who saw what happened? And this, this kid was down and go, I saw what happened. So I was like, go on. He goes, uh, a helicopter crashed into a crane. <laughs> uh, so, which leads us back in. Yeah. Could you, uh, you're, not, you're down the road now, aren't you, to the well, helicopter yeah. crash? Um, this is, um, I mean, it's come up earlier this evening, but it's quite a dry uh, anecdote. But... Um, <laughs> Our internet's down here at the moment, so I have no connection with the outside world. No don't, telly. Don't have a television. Yeah. Um, Curtains closed all day. Always. <laughs> always keep the blinds down. Um, but I was just getting ready to go to like, to the office, and um, that's not the, me moving into the lounge. That's I mean, actually going to the office in, sort of, in London Bridge. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just prepare myself to move into the lounge. Now, um and I got a text from my dad who rarely speaks to me at the best of times kind of thing saying have you been hit by a helicopter I thought this is quite this is quite abstract so I sort of dismissed it and um, you didn't reply at all um, <laughs> <laughs> so, that's such a bizarre thing yeah, for someone to take so I'm not even going to I'm not even going to I'm not going to credit that and then by the time I got in um, into London Bridge I had another text um, this time from my mum um, saying, have you met by helicopter? And I was like, this is, what's going on here? So, uh, gave her a call. Turns out a helicopter's uh, crashed yeah. nearby. Now, I mean, that's pretty close. I mean, you can see Nine Elms yeah. Yeah. from the end of the road there. Um, it's quite a nice view, actually. If it was daylight, you can see like Batsy Power Station, I think it's quite cool. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah like over Larkle Park. Um, a bit close, though, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I, you thought you might even hear it. It's that close, mm. but um, no, I heard nothing. And no. you didn't see because I, I was in Ireland at the time, but on the news they were making a big deal of this plume of smoke that was visible all across London. Yeah, I couldn't. See no, I didn't that. see that either. You can't see anything. From but it was uh, a pretty misty right day, as they pointed out. So yeah. smoke yeah, wasn't the, yeah. particularly visible. That was quite crazy, though. I presume no one's got it on tape, have they? No. No, it was extraordinary, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, tragic, isn't it? The guy that got hit on the pavement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, that's, you know... Bad luck, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could have been much worse, though. Like, he should have said that she's parked in that road before. And, like, I mean, the market, I mean... I well, guess it was only ever going to land near where it... Uh, you know, near where the crane was, but if it had gone into the market, say, wasn't there two me, guys that were supposed to work on the crane? Yeah. They were late for work, were they? Have you seen yeah. the interview with them? No, no, no. On the, yeah, the guy wearing his best Ralph shirt on the news. <laughs> <laughs> really lucky. And that's all I can say, really. <laughs> Something like that. I'm making that up, but. That was pretty much exactly what he said. Was, yeah. No, he just sort of pulled up just as it sort of hit. He was running late or whatever. And uh, They yeah. interviewed, they said, uh, the, the newsreader said that the. Um, Pilot was sort of say his last act was to save lives, right? So, well, that's a strange thing considering he was sort of going down a <laughs> And then you get a man in the street, right, who says, Yeah, it looked like he was going to crash into a passing train, but he didn't. Like, as if he's just like, Oh, God, just <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that a bit hard to believe, yeah. seeing as the helicopter like split in half when it hit the crane. Apparently. Yeah, surely he's, he's not in control of the vehicle yeah. at that point, yeah. is he? I mean, he may well have been dead on impact with the crane yeah. let alone wrestling the controls over yeah exactly I'll just say hard to ascribe uh, definite moves to yeah exactly moment. but you know if it makes everyone a little feel better steep, about that yeah. yeah I mean there's a lot of what if still always come out of this it, yeah. as, I mean they've done well to only lose a couple haven't they yeah, yeah. I mean no one's done well out of it let's, <laughs> let's clarify that we get the name Stockwell from the I think it's a Anglo-Saxon word, uh, stock, which means tree trunk or post. So basically, it was just a post by a well or a tree okay. by a well. See, I was, I mean, it's such a vague description of an area, though, isn't it? Where do you live? Oh, uh, by the, that stump of wood next to a well. You never find it, would you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, postman's going. Where is it? You know, um, <laughs> the well. Yeah, there's loads of wells. Not the Campbell well, not the, the dodgy wells. The one just up the road by a tree. Gotcha. I would have thought there'd been a few posts, more posts than wells. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't researched it, um, but I sort of assumed it was stock, as in like livestock, and yeah, where they yeah. where they sort of stopped off on the way into town or something. 
to film an argument. Yeah, let's go with that. It's a better one, though. Regardless of the actual historical But yeah, um, the location of the place itself, um, talking to Owen earlier, I was saying, it, the interesting thing is it doesn't seem to have ever been anything other than residential. Um, you, you had sort of, it seems like it was encircled by farmland. You had like Brixton and Clapham and Wandsworth, which was all sort of strong farmland. And then you had the marshland that was Lambeth. And they sort of strip of land in between the Stockwell that never really seemed to have anything but um, houses and people on it. And there's a you know there's a story later on where um, we'll find out that someone had to have um, bits of a farm sent to him to uh, let his work happen. It's vague, isn't it? Yeah, it intriguing. Is. intriguing. It is intriguing. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> It'll become clear. Okay. In terms of of that residential it's quite a mix of in terms of buildings it's yeah. a lot of like recent recent sort of estates and then there's um, sort of like old sort of Victorian streets and stuff between yeah. them it's quite an odd mix it really is but it does tend to be just sort of I mean uh, you know the roads that I've walked down along the day just seems to be houses and obviously a lot of shops as well but it doesn't seem like there was anything in terms of industry or no I mean yeah. uh, the road stopped here, um, there's a few old. You can see like um, old signage up, so it says like bricklayers and sort of marble workers okay. and stuff. So I don't know if that was a sort of a couple of small. But even then, bricklayers and marble would have been for residential purposes, wouldn't yeah, it? It exactly, would have been all yeah. about house building. So yeah, it, as I say, it seems like it was a not a purely residential area, but a highly residential area that was surrounded by farmland on one side and industry on the other. So probably most notable in history, Steve, for being uh, the location of the first ever museum open to the public in England. Yeah. It's a quite a claim, isn't it, for a place we able to make? Were you aware of that, really? No. Yeah. No. Stockwell was home to the first ever public museum. Really? Yeah. What was it showcasing? A literally, cabinet of literally all sorts. Because At one single cabinet of curiosities. <laughs> no, they, you know the phrase. Is that a phrase? Steve? It is a phrase. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, although originally it would have been, uh, it, you know, there were literally cabinets of curiosities. It would be something that uh, noble folk would have in their homes, and it would just be a selection of oddities mm-hmm. that have been uh, collected from around the world. Mm-hmm. But um, John Trendescant went above and beyond. I don't think you have to pronounce the C. Do you not? Ah, Trendescent. Tradescent. Yeah, that's what Will Self said. Oh, is it? Yeah. Let's go with Will Self, right? If anyone can pronounce words with more than three syllables, it's Will Self. <laughs> yeah, John Tradescent, uh, born in the 1570s. They haven't got exact date for his work, but definitely died in 1638. Um, was a gardener, um, along with his father. A royal one, though, to be fair. A royal one, but also um, established uh, a botanical garden in Lambeth. Um which is now the Museum of Garden History. Garden Museum? Um, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That's the location of uh, the Trendescent uh, Botanical Garden. And I think it would have been interesting, as I say, that I, I would imagine the reason that Stockwell would have been residential would have been the marshlands next to the river would have been useless in terms of farming. And as you move inland, the land would have got better. Mm-hmm. So you get to places like Brixton where it would be fertile land that you could raise animals and crops on but Stockwell possibly would have been in between those two places so therefore not great in terms of uh, growing things but if someone like Tradescent comes along and develops the land and sort of you know develops ideas about using fertiliser and improving the quality of the land and suddenly he's growing (coughs) not just things here but exotic things courgettes exactly (laughs) So yeah, um, a gardener and uh, quite an innovator in terms of uh, gardening. Um, yeah, we, I think we need to do a visit to the Museum of uh, Garden History. There's a few things that cropped up from this that I think we could get. It's really no good. pun intended. It's very good. <laughs> Is it? Are you been? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, been, fantastic. Been, yeah, I've been. It's really nice. It's, it's. I mean, it's in the, like an old church building. Yeah, St Mary Overy. Yeah, which yeah. is attached to uh, Lambeth Cathedral, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, but no. But inside, it's like quite a modern, like the exhibition space. It's very small. Yeah. It's very small, but that's almost part of its sort of charm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like quite sort of modern, but very sort. of Tastefully done, sort of refurb on the inside in the exhibition space, so it's worth checking out. Yeah, number three runs past it. It's go past it on the way to work at Waterstones. It always intrigued me, but just never actually made it to. Uh, I was careful as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was his outdoor work, but indoor in uh, his grand house, he had uh, 
what became known as the Ark. Yeah. The building is no longer there, is it? No. There is a, no. a road named after it, after him in its place. Yeah. The Museum Tradest... Tradest... <laughs> the Tradestian Museum. No, Tradestantium. Yeah, he, he made it into some silly... Uh, yeah. He Latinised it. Yeah. Even well, museum spelled with a couple yeah, of letters, yeah, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the museum Tredescentium, probably the closest I'm going to get, um, which was basically his collection of objects um, from around the world. Yeah, it's like a tiger's head, didn't he? Yeah, it, and it was sort of separated into biological and non-biological. A piece of the cross in there, he said. Well, there, did yeah. he? No, he said. You know, right. He would. He not literally. From to be point. honest, there would have been no cabinet of curiosities in Europe that would have been complete without. A fragment of the true cross. Seriously, it would, it would, they were so, or uh, there would definitely have been all sorts of relics there. You know, he might have even claimed a, a nail as well. You know, there, you know, at various points in history, there's been enough fragments of true cross and nails of the cross to build an ark. <laughs> nice. So he'd been around a bit, like around the world. Well, he, he um, just to get a tiger. It wasn't necessarily that he travelled and collected it. He would buy things from oh, okay. people, yeah, from right. yeah. explorers, essentially. Mm. Um, and, yeah, a, a master collection of, as you say, it would have been tiger heads, um, coins. Um, he had... Yeah. Sunfish. I don't know what that is, but he had one. <laughs> those, are the, those are those massive round fish with the two little fins. Do you know that sunfish? I don't know, man. Sounds like it. Do you know the ones? Uh, Miming it isn't going to help on (laughs) on a podcast. People can Google it, man, on their uh, as they listen. Yeah, but of course he's collecting at a time when, with the rise of the empire, um, you're getting an opportunity to draw on more things than ever before. So he had uh, pieces from North America, from Native Americans, from South America, from Asia, Africa. So it was um, an incredible collection, the largest collection of its kind in Europe at the time. And you had, um, at the same time, uh, Rudolf II over in uh, Eastern Europe, who was amassing a similar collection, but still wasn't as large as uh, Tradescent. What has happened to the artefacts today? Well, most of them were ordered to be burnt, weren't they? By some... By, I don't know, some guy, I couldn't really work out who it was. But um, As far as I understood, he um, left... Mostly yeah, well, there's the old Ashmore thing. Yeah, but they were mostly after that. They were yeah. mostly burnt, and uh, some uh, yeah, astute assistant um, saved a dodo. Like keep the stuffed dodo, which is obviously a bit of foresight since it was like 1755. But even the dodo, the dodo, the dodo wasn't uh, preserved properly. So no, it wasn't complete, was it? Yeah. yeah. So they had to. They basically cut one of its feet off and its head, and <laughs> tried to preserve that um, because it. As they wasn't wasn't correctly preserved, so it was just starting to rot. Yeah, I, yeah. But it's yeah, cool. what was left? The majority of it went to Elias Ashmore. Yeah. Did you read the ins and outs? No. In terms right. of so Elias Ashmore, yeah. I've heard of Ashmore because there's a my friend went to a primary school around by the Oval uh, called Ashmore, which is obviously named after him, and there's a road called Ashmore as well. Um, he was a polymath, whatever that is. Someone who's good at lots of things. Is it? Sounds likely. <laughs> I'm always good at lots of different types of maths. All, all the types. <laughs> all the maths. maths. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, just, just geometry. And yeah, he had a massive collection of stuff anyway, didn't he? He did, but the Tradescent collection was much larger, obviously larger in Europe. So, And this is the thing. It bothers me that we've got the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford, but essentially, it's the Tradescent collection that forms the heart of the Ash- Ashmore collection. Oh, really? So the name, the Tradescent name, has been lost in terms of, you know, obviously, as you say, there's a road well, now. So we're bringing it back to life. Well, exactly, we're bringing it back to life. But I think it's right that this guy should get credit. You know, as I say, the Ashmolean Museum is, uh, it was the first museum attached to a university in the world. So it's got this huge global reputation. It's beautiful. And rightly so, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's wonderful. You've been there since the refurb as well. I've, I've never yeah. been. But oh, I've, yeah, I've seen... Super. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to display artefacts, do it like that. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that the, the, the heart of that collection is drawn from a guy who yeah, was collecting things I did, I did not in, in Stockwell. That. Yeah. You know. So he donated the stuff to Ashmore, right, yeah. while he was still alive. But he was going to uh, take care of it. And I guess people would come and look at it in the, in the house um, in Stockwell. 
um, until he died. And then when he died, the stuff stayed with his wife until she died, was the idea. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So Ashmole, right, was just trying to get it off her, taking her to court and stuff, trying to get it off her. And according to the Zoological Collections of the Oxford University Museum, right, it's just some book I came across. Right. Um, <laughs> she was like, uh, you know, she's selling stuff to various collectors, and obviously the collection is dwindling. Oh. So he bought the house next door and became, to quote them, involved in a series of bitter domestic quarrels <laughs> with the widow. So she eventually just gives it up to him, right? right. Like she just lets him have it obviously fed up with all this whatever he's doing like over the garden fence <laughs> and then a couple of years later she's found drowned in the pond her own what? pond her own pond yeah and like you don't I he's mean, got no motive how would point. you end up based down in a pond well I don't know man I don't know but quite uh, he's done the, he's quite got the stuff home done the catalogue I'm, I'm one dodo sure <laughs> there's no way I'm standing for this mm. yeah I thought it was a, a fascinating uh, find yeah. just the, the fact that Stockwell can lay claim to the first World's football, sorry, England's first uh, public museum, and that that collection went on to form one and of the, the most famous. Yeah, collections. some of those artifacts will probably still be Absolutely, on yeah. display. Yeah, that's uh, quite a good thought. The dodo's gone, but you know those coins. Exactly, they're still good, aren't they? Tiger's head, mm, <laughs> maybe, maybe. If I can just jump forward to the present day, right? Yeah. Their type museum is also around here, isn't it? Yeah. And it's currently uh, it's, under development, yeah. so you can't go there. But I'd, I'd love I to. I was reading today, there's a possibility it's going to be moved to Wiltshire, which oh. might explain why it's been closed for two years. Uh. Because uh, I had heard of the type museum before this. I'd heard about it about three years ago, and like, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and every time, every three months or so, I remember that it exists, and I go, they must be finished now. How much developing are you going to do to a type <laughs> yeah. museum? And I check it, and it goes, no, it's development. And it, from the sound of things, it basically went bust in Stockwell, so they're going to move it to a storage facility in Wiltshire, which mm. is uh, That's a, a shame. Loss. You come out of the tube, and there's one of those sort of heritage signs saying "Type Museum this yeah. way." It's like the only attraction we have. Yeah, and um, it ain't working. No, a couple of famous artists uh, from Stockwell as well. Uh, Ford, well, actually, Ford Maddox Brown wasn't from Stockwell, but uh, lived here and, and worked here for a while. Um, born in 1821, died in 1893. Described online as a painter of moral and historical subjects, hmm. which is uh, I don't not a bad is, is it good? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's what's nice. His, uh, what a classic, you know? My favourite work of his is called The Pretty Bar Lambs. And uh, it's a scene of a woman and children surrounded by lambs in a very nice pastoral setting. And the interesting thing about it is uh, Ford Maddox Brown painted it in his back garden in Stockwell. Wow. Uh, got his wife and his kids to pose and hired some sheep from a farmer oh, right. in Clapham right. that uh, every day would bring, the, bring the, the sheep and the lambs over, let them gamble around the garden while Ford Maddox Brown's doing his preparatory drawings and sketches. Oh, right. You would have thought he would have just put a pillowcase on a cat or something. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole hog. But I like the idea of uh, the farmer at the end of the day going, time's up, I'm mm. going to have to bring this... Uh, Sheep and lamb, but and then uh, bring around. The, the interesting thing is, the, the the work itself is credited as being worked on from 1851 to 1859. And I know he's not getting the sheep in every day for that, but no, that seems like a remarkable length of time to work. I mean, obviously, he's working concurrent on, on a few yeah. things, I'd imagine, isn't he? He's not going to just be working on that that's, one painting for that's years. wrong to me. Yeah, eight years, did you say? Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, I think he's doing it wrong. Well, there's other yeah. works that are incomplete that he worked on for a similar length of time. So it sounds like he was... Maybe he's really lazy. <laughs> and he works in, like, the summer months. Those sheep would have... Different sheep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More than one sheep was involved in the production of this. Dolly, isn't it, all over again. <laughs> um, another famous artist uh, from the area, actually born in Stockwell, was Arthur Rackham, who was uh, a sort of children's illustrator from what's now seen as the golden age of uh, children's book illustration. He was also a graduate of the Lambeth School of Art, which again, I think, is something we'll be uh, looking at again in the future. It's quite an interesting sort of setup. Sorry? Where was that? It was, um, I think it was Black Prince Road. It was sort of around that way. Oh, right. Yeah, but yeah, obviously uh, in Lambeth. There's a, um, I don't know if you got this, um, but there's a, there's a blue plaque up the road. Um, Edward Thomas, the poet? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, the 
more planet, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I came across him yeah. on Wikipedia. I skipped over it there, man. Yeah. That's pretty famous. That's pretty good. Yeah. Is it? I yeah. don't know. I, I'm not into poetry so much. I thought no. one of you two could do them. Could talk about him. I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing more than that. He was one of the war poets, and he lived on the road. Well, I read about him, but I didn't assume he was. Uh... I mean, you got a blue plaque. Yeah. Which of course no one's getting for the foreseeable future. No. Right? They've yeah. suspended the program due to lack of funding. Really? Yeah. 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 We can't afford. How expensive it is. Exactly. We can't afford of... blue plaques in the nation uh, anymore. Bit of, uh, you got to maintain them as well, don't you? Varnish it, man. It maintains itself. Varnish it. It's metal, <laughs> isn't it? Why? Well, so it's so metal. metal. What's the what maintenance is it required? <laughs> Repainting. Let's just call it. Just rebrand it as plaques rather than blue plaques. I mean, cast it. It's cast, isn't it? It's not yeah, a paint. It the, the text is not. Uh, I don't. I'm. I don't know. It looks like sort of enamelled metal, doesn't it? I don't know if that's what it is. I've never touched one. <laughs> no, me neither. No. I just thought it was sad, though, that yeah, that's something that's being cut. I mean, obviously. We have to get to DIY blue packs, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, um, what was that pub in. Uh... Ivy House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably go a bit Do above. it better than that. Yeah. As they they, were, they, they didn't even laminate them. They just oh, really? paper them. They just, just print them off. The open air. <laughs> they just print them off the computer, cut them into a plaque shape, and like, sell They were either in. You know, like those plastic dividers you get for uh, ring binders. Yeah. Or just sell us hate to a wall. I mean, you know, nice, but not. You know, yeah. not if, if you're worried about the durability of these uh, other blue blacks, these ones are not day with these, yeah. <laughs> But a few like, like like Southwark does, like historical Southwark, doesn't it? And does a few plaques. Yeah. yeah. There is a wide range of plaques, isn't there? Yeah. Other than blue. Yeah. Well, we went to Bob Hope's house uh, way back in the autumn episode. Yeah. And that was a square one with like a film strip. Well, yeah, you know, going down the oh, side. Okay. So that wasn't. I don't know if that's a different organisation. Yeah, but... I think so. Yeah, with Van Gogh, we can cover it quite quickly. I mean, there was a whole story a couple of years ago, wasn't there, where uh, it, the house was up for sale, mm. and the estate agent tried to turn it into a thing where it was like, "This is Vincent Van Gogh's house," and you're like, "He lived here for a few months with his sister." Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Via La Java, as I say, has links with Brixton, but uh, obviously went to school in Stockport. I think and, uh, lived here as a child. She... No, she always lived there. I mean, she she was, there's no Brixton. Yeah. Don't think so. Yeah. I thought she was born in Paris. Was she? Uh, <laughs> but she had one English parent and one. She was yeah. raised in Stockwell. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like yeah. she just turned I think up she there. moved over to London as a child and lived here till she was 12. But I think she lived in other No, places. she lived there until. She lived in uh, 18 Burnley uh, Road. Okay. Until she went to what? <laughs> there's a blue plaque there. <laughs> until she went to what? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, she, yeah, she was a, a British agent. Um, and she was killed by the Nazis in the early forties. Well, the early forties, you know, when they were, <laughs> when they did most of their work. Yeah, they stayed quite around the late forties, didn't they? <laughs> really, lost a lot of traction. <laughs> but there was a film made about her life. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, called "Carve Her Name with Pride." Have you seen yeah. it? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. Man. You seen it? No. Well, I watched it. Right? right, and it's got Bill Owen in it. Right, it was in "Once a Jolly Swagman" from our sport episode. Yeah. And Jack Warner, who was in the oh, final yeah. test for a man. Yeah, yeah. And Michael Caine is in it in one of his first roles. Oh, oh wow. Really? Um, and it's quite good. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the story is that she, uh, her French husband, dies in the war. Uh, so she becomes a spy and it's just, you know, you know she's going to die in it. And there's a kind of dread about mm. the whole film, really. But, uh, yeah, it's quite well done. Quite tense, you know, quite emotional. The woman's good in it, Virginia McKenna. Who, oh, okay. Who you know she opened the um, the memorial uh, that is in the middle of Stockwell that we'll come to at some point I'm sure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, the f- and the film opens on Burnley Road and like the like she walks out of the actual house in Stockwell that she lived in and the camera tracks down her road and then onto the next road I think it's Stockwell Park Road or something Stockwell Park Crescent something like that yeah. and she gets on another two bus like which oh, wow. goes like exactly where it would have been. And like much of the film is all shot there, and Stockholm looks like really quaint and stuff. And like you were saying earlier about the kind of um, Victorian houses there, you yeah, know, this kind of like nice big Victorian houses. It just it looks lovely, you know, in the film. Um, but yeah, it's directed by Lewis Gilbert, right? Who went on to make Alfie and Educating Rita with Michael Caine, yeah, okay. and uh, most famously directed Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker. I see. Starring as James Bond. Uh, Roger Moore, the South London Bond. Yeah, so who also from Stockwell? Also from Stockwell, yeah. Um, Seamless. <laughs> in the news today, 
because the People newspaper had to print a retraction uh, to their interview with Roger Moore. Uh, the headline of which was, I've slept with Moore, spelt like his name, <laughs> women than James Bond. And the whole story was all about him giving an interview where he went, yeah, I have had so many women, loads of women, tons of women. And the people had to print a retraction sort of going, um, yeah, Roger Moore didn't say that. Uh, that was all made up. Sorry, Roger Moore. We'll make a donation wow. to a charity of choosing. You're like, how do you? No, I'll, like, have, I'll have a. I'll take the money. <laughs> <laughs> and B, I have, but <laughs> but yeah, remarkable uh, bit of tabloid journalism there. Well, recently, today, uh, as far as I understand that, uh, well, certainly I read about it today on Tabloid Watch, which is a Twitter account where uh, someone basically keeps on the tabloids oh, doing terrible things yeah. <laughs> and then uh, highlights them for us all to see, so we can understand how terrible these people are. The crime editor of the Sun got arrested this week. I mean, at what point does satire die entirely? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but back to Roger Moore. Uh, James Bond. The Saint, Simon Templar. Yeah, my mum said she had a poster of uh, Roger Moore on a war as a teen. Yeah. Or child. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't... As Bond or as Templar? It always seems a bit too adult to me. Do you know what I mean? It never seems a kind of... To be, to be a teen idol. Yeah, well, I suppose I've never been a big fan of Roger Moore at all, to be honest. I, it was definitely the worst Bond for me. Hmm, I don't like James Bond, but I the thing think is, I'm, 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 I really liked Live and Let Die as a kid. Yeah. And the fact that he's doing all these silly jokes, which they all do. You know yeah. what I mean? Say like Sean Connery. There's the bit where the yeah. guy gets electrocuted in the bath. And what does, what's the line he says? Shocking. Isn't it? <laughs> um I think, uh, yeah, I don't know, I've never disliked I've got a, a, a huge soft spot for him as Bond just because of A View to a Kill, where he was clearly far too old to be thinking Is he? About I him. didn't think he was in that. Is he in that, yeah? He's the one with Christopher Walken. Is that not Timothy Dalton? No, maybe it's not. You, you'll be right, Steve. You know Bond. Better. The one with Grace Jones. Yeah, that's Roger Moore. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Is it Future? I'm sure it's Future to a Kill. But it is Future to a Kill. Yeah, because uh, Eiffel Tower. Duran Duran. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the idea that Roger Moore is in uh, a Bond film while Duran Duran are making music, that sort of like <laughs> crossover, you sort of go, at some point you go, culturally there's something gone horribly wrong here, isn't it? You know? I think it'd be better, I'd much rather see an old Bond though. But I, I, Bond, love, like, I love the idea of this sort of creaky guy. But they still around. just make it a rubbish action film where he just says, says jokes exactly, and they yeah. shoot people and they have sex with lots of ladies. Less than Roger Moore, though. Give the people what they want. (laughs) As a kid, I used to enjoy... Have you ever seen The Saint? Have you ever seen... Obviously, in rerun. Val Kilmer, yeah? (laughs) I've seen that one, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Any good? Uh. Also in The Persuaders, uh, where him and... Who's the American guy in it? He's in uh, Some Like a Heart as well. Tony Curtis. Uh, And this is the premise of The Persuaders. Roger Moore and Tony Curtis play billionaire playboys... Who travel around Europe solving crimes? That's brilliant! Isn't it? What a great show! Where does the persuasion come in? I don't know. Possibly <laughs> sort of go to people with money and go, "Here's ten grand. Please stop doing crimes." <laughs> I'm persuaded. I'll stop stealing these uh, priceless artifacts. Um, but probably my favourite Roger Moore role and film. Have you seen North Sea Hijack? Yeah. No. I, it's it, obviously it's nonsense. It's it covered on. It was covered on. Uh... Midnight video. Yeah, of, uh, of course. Yeah. Friends of ours. Are you aware podcast. of North Sea Hijack? No. What, uh, uh, Roger Moore plays Rufus Excalibur Folks, a mm. counter-terrorism expert that's hired by uh, the UK to stop uh, the hijack of an oil rig in the North Sea. You can see where they got the title from. Yeah, no, uh, that all makes sense now. <laughs> um, how does it go for him? Goes very well. And them. Goes well, but more importantly... I'm assuming it starts badly, goes well in the Oh, it gets better as it goes yeah, on. It's yeah. definite upward slopes of the whole thing for uh, Rufus. Gets in the job as Bond, I suppose, doesn't it? So it's pre-Bond? Is it pre-Bond? Yeah. I thought it was mid-Bond. But I, I do lose track with Roger Moore. Because as I say, he was Bond for so long. He yeah. was Bond till... Uh, too long, some too would long, say. Yeah. <laughs> Bond till I drop. Adam and Joe lived this, did they? Yeah. One yeah. of them's from here, and I didn't realise that. When did they, when we talked to him, yeah. I don't think either of grew up here. Joe, no, not Adam. I don't know. He's not from far, I don't think. But uh, Joe Cornish. It's not as it's Joe Buxton. 
No, no it is Joe Cornish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they, yeah, because when we talked about Attack the Block, we didn't mention the fact that he was from Stockwell and Brixton. He said he lived in both, you know, yeah. throughout his life. And then they both lived, I think, together, didn't they, while they did the Adam and Joe show. Okay. Um, there yeah. is, just around the corner, oh, too much location again. But there, is, <laughs> there is like a, they've like built like a little muse, like so, so it sort of drops back off the street. And I presume they've created this little this little street for for the for the uh, development it's called Buxton Muse I don't know whether they did that oh, in right. no because it was Joe Cornish rather than Adam Buxton Are you sure yeah it well they be... were both lived there at some yeah, okay. point so. it might be just to annoy Joe I'm Cornish. guessing it's not though yeah has he chance, earned that it? has he earned that probably not especially in a time when blue plaque's getting cut back I don't want to get a muse off the back of it, <laughs> yeah. it? but yeah he said that he was uh, sick of uh, the area being stereotyped you know, people was going, oh, stop, all oh, you know, all crime. And then obviously, then he got mugged, <laughs> you know, and then he made the tap the block, you know. He, apparently, he wanted to understand people who mugged more. And it turns out it's because their parents don't love him. That's why I learned from the tap the block. Neglected. Why did he put aliens in there? I think you need a bad guy, don't you, to unite the... Okay. Have you seen the tap the block? Yeah. Overrated, isn't it? I enjoyed it as an experience, it's but right. it wasn't like... You never need to see it again in your life, do you? It's not saying you go. Uh, I haven't can't wait thought. To see that again. I'll no. get that out of the video shop. You can't. Atlas <laughs> has gone down. Right? Yeah, yeah. Dropping like flies, aren't they? To be honest, I thought that had gone down about yeah two years back, hadn't it? Yeah, yeah the but one in War was... Road is now a ninety-eight P store. Yeah, <laughs> many item ninety-eight P plus. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam and Joe show. Um, I've only ever really seen bits of it. Yeah, I've never watched. They did some stuff with with toys. Yeah, one of yeah, them was yeah. I think I've mentioned this before on the show one of them was they did a Fight Club um, yeah, yeah. Uh, parody called Tofty Club which was hilarious it's brilliant I've and they did a Snatch yeah. one as well okay. um, which was also good but I've not seen my Charles but they, Help you know. the Police you've seen that one no. Help the Police is I've probably my favourite oh I have actually yeah, yeah, yeah yes really the NWA parody yeah, yeah. he just uh, turns down the volume yeah. points and inserts his own version of uh, lyrics it's great really good. I want to add Dot Rotten if we can yeah, I was. Uh, it's such a great name for an act. Yeah. Dot Rotten, isn't it? Yeah. He's a rapper. Yeah. Do you know? I know. Not through, personally. Yeah. No, not. I didn't know he was from Stockwell. I'd, I'd seen posters and stuff. Yeah. Heard name, but I never uh, heard as soon as I saw the poster, I thought oh, I'd better check if he's from South London, which I do now whenever I see a music hit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, um, I mean, maybe he'll do something good in the future. He's not good, though, is he? Nah. I, he also made a mistake of getting into uh, a beef with Wiley, which was quite funny. Yeah, uh, he did a track. They, they ended up having an argument on Twitter. So uh, Dot Rotten brought out a track called Pop Artist, where he basically just accused Wiley of selling out and you know doing songs about watches and being successful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was his, his, doing his, stuff people like. His, 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 his disc was going. You're making a ton of money, and you're like, this is not the best disc. Um, it, but he's also talking about uh, how old he was. Uh, so then Wiley did a track uh, called Soundboy Killer, which is basically. Just him laughing at the very idea. It was a, it's such a great. Is it response. like that? Uh, the laughing policeman. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, the thing is, it's a much better track than anything Dot Rotten's done, and it's not even one of Wiley's best tracks. Are but, we in danger of getting a beef with Dot Rotten? Uh, <laughs> is he going to do like a track called South London Softcore? I've gone very quiet. This point. <laughs> I don't get dragged into a Twitter battle. But yeah, Wiley. I mean, the thing is, you want to instinctively back Dot Rotten because he's from South London and Wiley's from East London, but. I don't agree with that. He says you, as in the royal you. I don't agree with Steve's assertion there, but go on. That's no, but not my mean, natural like, reaction at no, all. No, but uh, as a show, we should. We should uh, <laughs> <laughs> our policy should be. Again, to don't be drag us into it. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah, Wiley's track is uh, great fun. And then, and then uh, Dot Rotten did another track called It's Over, where he claimed that Wiley's mum was uh, seeing. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. gone a bit far. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was Tupac's mistake, wasn't it? Exactly. <laughs> He's got a track, I can't remember what it's called, it's got a weird name like TBRA, I think that's exactly what it's called actually. Um, <laughs> and he's comparing himself to Jay-Z, Kanye West, Lil Wayne and Drake. Mm-hmm. And it's not very good, but like he sort of, he says, uh, I'm from the South and it's silly, like Wayne. Right. So, and what was that one? Uh, I'm from the Murder Capital, like yay. Which I think is probably accurate, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, stop, no, but Stockwell is like, I mean, I, you know, I'm not trying to say like you can't walk down the street without, you know, getting violently attacked. But if you are kind of looking at, at you know, the murder map. Well, the police aren't like, helping those numbers, are they? Let's be fair. 
No, Scribble. yeah, I mean, we have to cover uh, John just Charles mention, de Menezes, yeah. don't we, really? Yeah, it's tragic, isn't it? What? 2005, if anyone doesn't know, because some people are ignorant, aren't they? Some of our listeners. And as, as, far, as far as I understand, the, the sort of origin of the, the problem was they were looking at a certain door somewhere, and the police officer that was supposed to be looking at a door went to the toilet... And then as he came back to his spot where he's supposed to be watching, he saw a guy coming that could have come out of that door. Mm. But as it turns out, came out from a completely different door. Um, and then wasn't sure what yeah. was going on with him. So they just... Followed hey, him onto the tube and shot him several times. Yeah. Till he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know... I'm not going to dismiss that, yeah, because, I mean, that was a terrible thing that happened. Um, but you know, sometimes pe- mistakes do happen. Of course. But what followed when uh, the police came out and lied? You yeah. Know, they all came together and said that he was wearing a puffy coat and he ran away from the police and he's here illegally. Yeah. Tried to you know sort of tar his character. It's not the word, is it? Tried to tarnish his character. Yeah. 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 It is. Um, you can tar someone with the same brush. Yeah. You can tarnish a character. Yeah, that's better, <laughs> isn't it? And you know, just just blatantly lied. And then that all came that came out that that was a lie, and I can almost understand. I mean, obviously the police are never going to get done for murder because you know that's not how it works. Um, I could sort of you were expecting them to get off with no punishment at all. Yeah, the fact that people they got away with lying as well sort of this is now found that even worse. But there does seem to be a pattern with every time the police kill uh, an innocent member of the public, yeah. in that they kill an innocent member of the public and then lie about the situation. Same thing with the uh, the newspapers, Ella, where. They were like, yeah, he was uh, struck down by other protesters mm. and the police tried to resuscitate yeah, him. Yeah. And what happened was a pl- he was shut down by police and protesters tried to resuscitate him. So, you know, it's quite an inversion yeah. in your statement. I mean, these are official statements, aren't they? Yeah, yeah as well. You know. but, uh, and these are people who, just get by, away, by yeah. their, their nature and training and employment, are supposed to be, you know, decent observers, aren't they? Yeah, they well, not, maybe not nature, but... Probably not nature, no. <laughs> self-interest. Talking of self-interest... <laughs> Oh, yeah, Can we nice, use that as a nice segue, isn't it? Yeah. To will self. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Lands down way. <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> yeah, so Will Self lives around here, doesn't he? He does. Um he his uh he grew up in North London and he's written about North London, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But he's very much um I mean as a psychogeographer. Obviously, he's well into his local area. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen him round, maybe in Jack's supermarket or somewhere? I've not seen him, actually, no. Um, obviously, we shop in different uh, convenience stores. You're in Steve's supermarket. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Split the teams, isn't it? It's fine. Have you, either of you read any of his books? Uh, the only one I've read is My Idea of Fun, which is... Um... What was it called? <laughs> um, it opens with... Uh... A tramp getting beaten to death, um, and is essentially about a boy who is becomes essentially a sorcerer's apprentice to this man who teaches him black magic and oh, does right, various. No, but it's, I didn't enjoy it. Uh, and like everything what, else, pre- present day. Yeah, but it's all very you know it's uh, an unreliable narrator. So some of this might just be the kid making things up. And yeah, it, okay, yeah. it was it was recommended by a friend. It was very sort of visceral and energetic and. It's the sort of thing when you're younger, you think, oh, I'm supposed to read books like this, like Martin Amis. Mm. And then you read them and you go, these are no fun whatsoever. <laughs> so then you just sort of, you read a couple and you go, oh, there's there's nothing to be had here. And you go back to PG Woodhouse, no more than that, because they're much more enjoyable. I've never read any of his books. I think I read one of his short stories once. I've always liked him when he's talking, though. Yeah. I like, yeah, I think he, I, I enjoy much more when he's talking. Uh, with his writing, this goes for fiction and non-fiction, I just, I find his verbosity is just overwhelming. He just uses these, you know, it's the old ten dollar word. What does verbosity mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, and I find it so off-putting, where he just sort of like, you don't need to use that. No, just, that, that uh, can get a bit irritating, actually. He sort of... You don't want to read a book with a dictionary next to you, ideally, no, do you? Exactly, yeah. And um, I just think, it, I, I don't know, you know, maybe the guy has got that powerful of vocabulary, but I just think it's to the detriment of his writing. It's clearly not, because he's a much uh, more successful writer than anyone can imagine. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't get any enjoyment out of it. And like, as I say, the, the sort of 
with his his novels, you know, Great Apes, it's Planet of the Apes, and that. Just, yeah, it's just it's just like this guy wakes up and uh, chimps are people, and people are chimps. How did they live? This woman. That's not from... the plot of Planet Apes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like Dorian, which came out while I was at Piccadilly. Picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah, in a modern setting. And uh, I was like, what's the point? And it's virtually a page-for-page rewrite of it with it just... Really? Yeah. Book of Dave, the Bible. Yeah, but it's the Bible, you know, in the future, people find um, the diary of a taxi, a cab driver called Dave, and they turn it into Holy Scripts, and you're like, is this supposed to be satirical? Is it supposed to be funny? It's just like, I don't know. We're very critical of uh, guys' work we've never read. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) So I read My Idea of Fun, and I've read enough of his... Not My Idea of Fun, was the (laughs) (laughs) It's the blurb on the back, isn't it? (laughs) Um, he had some unfortunate news last year. Did you see the thing about his house? Yeah, his roof collapsed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, million pound house. Yeah, well, the whole sort of row. It yeah, sort of, it was like that sort of corner spit on top, wasn't it? Diurnal changes. Apparently, have you heard of this? Heat. Mm. Yeah, it's where the, the temperature shifts across the day. And, and your roof collapses. You've heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> there was a ten percent shift in te- uh, sorry, ten degree shift in temperature across the day, right. and. Uh, the five or six roofs in a row, isn't it? Just sort of Can't collapsed. Yeah. yeah. Who came up with that explanation? Was it the builders? <laughs> the scaffolding's still up, actually, aren't they? Oh, really? Mm. If it's the row, I'm thinking. I haven't. Around the corner of the bus I, I Yeah, yeah. I haven't isolated this. give away Will Self's house. <laughs> <laughs> I googled where's Will Self live and it told me, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I listened to this uh, podcast um, from. Was now, but Will Self talked about uh, the Stockwell bus garage for twenty five minutes because he proposed it um, as uh, what was it, Steve? As an important London's most important architectural feature. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and it was great. It was really good. I mean, he mm. referred to Binfield Road as uh, aptly named, which is where the uh, you know Binfield. He's a great writer. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> Just weaving uh, magic out of these words, isn't he? Um, yeah, and he just puts forward the case for its importance. It sounds remarkable. It's a. I went there yesterday okay. just to have a look round, yeah. and it is. It's a, yeah, it's a, some incredible spans. For it is, yeah. I mean, at the time it was when it was built, it was the biggest unsupported roof in Europe. Is that right? That sounds like. Well, as in, like yeah. you know, as in completely unsupported. You know, yeah. Right. yeah, it's no girders. There's mm. no steel. It's, it's a no purely uh, concrete construction. Columns, basically. Yeah, and you look inside. It's just like. Vast sort of, and you can look in, you, so you can't go in because no. I mean it's not a public building. Yeah, um, but he's sort of have obviously been around there, and there's a piece on his website. He's talking about going to the staff canteen there, which is you know kind of entertaining. I suppose once you write uh, a piece saying this is the most important, they let you in, don't they? They're sort of going, "Will come in, have a cup yeah. of tea." <laughs> but it is, uh, it's great. I mean, it's just this huge expanse. It's like an airport hangar. Yeah, it's quite extreme. Can, I mean, when you and then when you think about when it was actually built, it just becomes. A lot more incredible. Yeah. Yeah, um, a modern building in a Victorian city, he was uh, calling it. 1952, though, wasn't it? Yeah, so but I not... mean, we didn't embrace modernism at that time, particularly did we own Pomeroy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just repeating what he said, man. <laughs> He's probably right. He compared it to the Pantheon in Rome, which I think was pushing it a little. <laughs> Externally, it's not the, the most beautiful. No, it, it, yeah, it seems you, like you, it's you very can tell sort of if you look, from the outside. You can tell it's something odd, quite interesting. And if you, if you like scanning across, as I tend to do on like Google Maps, you sort of see the roof and like, what is that? Yeah, it sort of looks like it's something, but it's not. But it's the view, the interior view. Isn't it's it? the interior that sort of really sort of sounds yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's tucked away as well. You can only kind of see it from that one angle, can't you? But it's yeah. also not an obvious destination, well, unless you read about it. Oh well, yeah, there's no need. There's no reason to go there. It's just to park buses in. Yeah. Mm. Uh, bit of a psychogeography alert. Um, he sort of, uh, you know, suggests because you know it's built over the River Ephra runs underneath, and it's saying the kind of flow of the river kind of is reflected in the architecture oh, okay, on the yeah. kind of curved roof but obviously that's uh, just a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> the kind of uh, landmark the kind of memorable if you've, anyone knows Stockwell um, what they'll remember is the big memorial uh, the rotunda I think it's called um, which is uh, the entrance to um, an old bomb shelter I suppose isn't it but it's also now a memorial and many other things 
Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it's sort of, it's got some sort of odd mural on the outside. I don't know if that's been done recently. Yeah, that's the last in ninety nine was commissioned, and in two thousand and one it went up. Okay. Or well, two thousand one it was open. So yeah, sort of uh, turn of the century, <laughs> if you will. It's an entrance to a shelter where you could sixteen hundred people could fit. You know, that was uh, for the uh, the war. Yeah. And um, they also, I think, didn't Steve the people from the Windrush stay there as well. Oh, really? It's like yeah, a load of people right, just okay. temporary accommodation. Yeah, that yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, no, yeah. But now, obviously, it's not in existence. I mean, it's part of the, the you know Stockwell is one of the deepest tubes. I mean, it's the deepest southern tube or something like that. Mm. Um, and that obviously links to it. But now it's basically a memorial and. Uh, a mural and a little park in it, and on the mural, I mean, it's got all kinds of things. Van Gogh's on there, yeah. Uh, Roger Moore's on there. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. There is, yeah, but it's also um, a Second World War memorial. It's got the um, I can't remember what it says, but one of the kind of standard British Legion phrases. Okay. Let's when the sun again. rises, you know. Oh right, yeah. Blood mm-hmm. has been built this night. Actually, that's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, a load of poppies and stuff. But I quite like it. I'm not a fan of murals generally, but. The fact they've put Bond on it and stuff, you know, just put Bond next to the Second World War. See, I usually don't like murals if they are some sort of sub Sergeant Pepper thing where they're like, here's everything that we like in one thing. But you. I've to warmed to it for some okay. reason. I think it's quite a uh, kitsch, I suppose. I haven't. I wouldn't say I was massively warm to it, I suppose. It, yeah. uh, it, it looks like a sort of. You know, it's done like by a... primary school kids, that's the problem. Or oh, secondary right. school, school kids. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> mm. It looks like it's been done by. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the fact I was up close to it and I've done all the research. I've never been so that close to it. Spot. I've literally yeah. just sort of glanced across, you know, between traffic. So I haven't really given it a proper appraisal. I suppose I didn't even know there was, um, you know, a variety of different Meaning. eras depicted on it. For example. But I mean, you haven't defaced it. You're not that. Far, I haven't. I haven't gone out of the way to deface to it. it. No. <laughs> also, there is um, the bronze woman. Have you seen that? No. It's a woman standing, a statue of a woman standing there holding up a baby. And it's the first ever public monument in Britain depicting a black woman. Oh, right. Yeah. And that is really nice. It's done by the same guy who did Nelson Mandela. You know, normally he's trying to hug you in Parliament oh, Square. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. You know, he's just there waiting for a hug. Um, <laughs> but he died while he was doing it. And someone else finished it. But, uh, yeah, it's great. I really like that. Nice. And all, like on the floor, there was one on the path. It's got respect, uh, you know, written out in bricks. Mm. Like there's just so much going on. And then there's a World War One memorial clock tower that yeah. was built in 1922. That's got everyone's names. It was from the area who died, like carved around the outside and stuff. Like there's just so much going on there. I thought it was just a silly painting on a yeah. on like a. But it uh, sounds like uh, you know Central Park. They're like uh, the John Lennon Peace Park. Mm. That's sort of loaded with things, isn't it? You got the thing on the floor and. Uh... Strawberry fields. There's another, but there's another entrance to the underground bunker, further down towards Clapham. Oh, we yeah. you carry on down that road, down Clapham High Road, whatever it is, to Clapham Road. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's Clapham Road. Yeah. yeah so they're like the same thing, I think, almost, but without any mural, is repeated, sort of a bit further on. But it's got like, um, well, currently it's got like a, like a letting sign on it. Oh right. Which says, uh... well. I don't, it's a bit bizarre. It says extensive underground tunnel network. But, um, <laughs> sort of like, could be like call to apply. Yeah. I thought, well, it's either going to be... Two bathrooms. <laughs> it's either going to be a, a Bond villain or a terrorist. Apex <laughs> like, oh, twin. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Wolfgang Moneypenny, isn't it? Moneypenny Homes. Yeah. It's going to be his first development. Straight down. <laughs> That's Doctor Who's bunker. <laughs> when the mural was opened, it was opened by uh, Zabo's daughter, and the woman who played her in the film, Virginia oh, McKenna, fantastic. in uh, 2001. You were saying, Steve, about places, uh, are they in Brixton, are they in Stockwell? Generally, I mean, you can people are just trying to claim things that don't belong to them. Yeah. But the Stockwell Skate Park is, is sort of on the border, isn't it? Yeah, I always think of it as a Brixton Skate Park. I, well, it's not called that. It's definitely no, no, called yeah, Stockwell Skate Park. Yeah, you yeah. do think of it yeah, as... Yeah, I think of it as Brixton. Yeah, it probably is, isn't it? I mean, next door you've got Brixton Cycles. Yeah. But we didn't mention it on the Brixton episode. I read it's, online that Jason Lee, spot, Jason Lee skated there. Oh, really? Which I was very excited about, as I'm a big fan of his work. This is the uh, actor rather than the uh, footballer with the pineapple on his head. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did a music video there once, right? I was... I well, of course you did. <laughs> what, what music video director in London hasn't? 
Yeah, exactly. But like it was this, this band called Zion Noise. Yeah, there's a Christian rap group. Right. Finally, it's called stand, <laughs> stand Up. Throw your hands up. Get amped up. We're doing thanks up. And what? I was called and what? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, I don't know about all, all the. I know all the words to it. Obviously, I was going to say. can't get rid of it. That's uh, arbitrary. And what? Like, yeah, I'm praising Jesus. And what? Is that on your <laughs> uh, YouTube channel? No, uh, it's not because I didn't direct it. Right, oh, my right. role. Right, I was like a runner, basically. On mm. it, just grabbing Bibles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keeping everyone stocked up on him. But <laughs> so the guy who was directing. He goes, um, "I'm going to make you a third assistant director." So I was like, "Well, wow. job," because like the first oh, one nice. I've ever done. Yeah. And okay. obviously, I found out later that that's not a thing, is it? I mean, it stops the second assistant director. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're, you're the very best boy there's no such thing <laughs> I've taken that off my CV <laughs> so it is one of those type of places that uh, without the type museum there's not much of a reason to visit is there by all means live here and pass through here well yeah I mean I was talking to Steve earlier and um, it's not a destination particularly um, I say, unless you've got a mate who lives here you're but not it's, coming it's sort of connected to everywhere else really mm. it's more the stitching isn't it than the uh, Mm. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening uh, visit our website southlandhardcore.com or like us on facebook facebook.com slash southlandhardcore or tweet at us at slhc and tweet at Owen obviously O.D. Pomery thanks check out his work uh, you can get stuff off owenpomery.com can't you yeah no it's all still there um, and off uh, tinydancing.blogspot.com they've got one of your the thing with your monkey picture in not that's true yeah <laughs> um, and also I hope there'll be something coming out with Avery Hill uh, soon as well oh fantastic um, just in their anthology the uh, Megatherium Club will make its first out in oh brilliant them, hopefully um, remember if you want to support the show I mean or if you just actually want it uh, we've got the first 50 episodes on this for £15. If you think, you know, well, I earn a lot of money. Let's say, like, if you earn more than 30 grand a year, I think you should really think about going to stuffonhardcore.com and just clicking that button. Because it's nothing to you, is it? How much is that per episode again? Mm, 30 pence an episode. That rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like the price of a tabloid newspaper. You can't even get a Twix for that now. Nah, one stick, maybe. <laughs> if you're lucky. T-shirts, uh, also available. Yeah, man. T-shirts available also. Are there same same designs up? Or have you got any new ones? No, I don't. So. I'm not a big T-shirt wearer. I'm, um, I'm generally in a collar. Maybe you could just do like a polo shirt. Yeah, would you wear one? Yeah, probably would actually. If it was just subtle logo, maybe just, it's the living leg. <laughs> and then that would do it alright well check back on southlandhardcore.com if you're listening to this months later <laughs> might maybe right. one last thing um, Treacle Junior is a film set in South London and it's on television on Friday at 11.50pm on BBC2 uh, tune in because we will be talking about it probably next week definitely at some point um, we'll put up an iPlayer link or you can look for it yourself but uh, well worth watching it has got swearing and uh, scenes of a sexual nature so you know definitely definitely watch <laughs> maybe, maybe record it tune in every Monday it's the living link put it in iTunes you better find it <laughs> this week's winner is the South London so we've just been to the Priory Arms uh, for the first time for their pub quiz, and we've basically just blitzed it. Haven't we? <laughs> it was a clear, clear margin. Yeah. You guys know what's on the tap? Got a bit overexcited. Thank you. Yeah, man. We uh, we did well, didn't it? We're joined by uh, Kate Pomery. <laughs> yeah, the phones are coming. I think it tipped us over, didn't it? You tipped us over. Yeah, we're there. It was a good team. I hope we weren't just playing for honour. The man's coming over with some cash. He's going to bring some till Yeah. I'm hoping it was a promotional exercise more than anything. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. What did we win? 40 quid. Oh. Way! 10 each. Nice. That's a bit wow. easy. Wow. Oh. 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 Oh.
It's alright, isn't it? That's yeah. more than I expected us to win. Oh, well, basically, I'll, yeah, it's what I spent, isn't it? Oh, the burger was really nice, man. Blue cheese and mushrooms, yeah, delicious, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. How was the dry white wine? Mm. Lovely. How was the uh, <laughs> lemon? The lemon was alright, but I, I think it's messing with. I got caught on my tongue, and it was. Uh, not helping. No. <laughs> no, but it certainly made it worse. Steve had a good night? Yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah. Worth coming out, wasn't it? Nice winning, isn't it? That's uh, a good I don't think we really sort of... Um, no. Oh, it's easy, wasn't it? Yeah. It's, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, though. Yeah. If you're looking for a pub quiz that you can just take home a, a tenner each. <laughs> like, get down the Priory Arms and stop it on a Sunday night at 8.30. <laughs> the competition is poor. Yeah. See, you, see you next week. <laughs>